Welcome to Bulletproof Business. Bulletproof Business. A podcast about the best strategies for exponential growth, achieving success, and dealing with failure. Hosted by the founders of Virtual Assistant Staffing Agency, John Trusty and Brady Morgan. They seek to bring fresh and eye-opening conversations with successful business leaders to the surface. Welcome to the show. Before we dive into the episode, let's talk about our company, Virtual Assistant Staffing Agency. We do exactly what our name says. We staff business owners with virtual talent so they can grow to the next level. Whether you're looking to offload administrative, creative, or technical tasks, we are your number one solution for outsourcing. Head over to our website, www.vastaffing.agency. Book a call with our team and get started for free. What is going on, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan with the Bulletproof Business Podcast with my co-host and business partner, John Trusty. A very special guest, Alex Valley. He is the CEO at Unity Wellness, a CBD beverage company. Alex, what's going on, man? Brady, John, thank you guys both for having me. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. So I know we're going to dive into Unity Wellness and how this came about. But the first question we always ask, what's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? Mm, so many tough. That's a, that's a tough question. Uh, so many dumb things. Probably the dumbest because it uh, scars me the most still is a 1965 Mustang. Uh, unless you have the tools and the expertise to work on a classic car, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> I bought a really cool, if you've ever seen Gone in 60 Seconds, an Eleanor, a replica, very cool looking car. Uh, and it, it worked really well when I was in California until the engine exploded. Uh, and then the, uh, you know, the price of the car went way down and uh, yeah, ended up costing me about $12,000. So uh, still the one that stings <laughs> the most and, you know, most memorable as you're walking down the interstate pushing a car. Yeah. Not a great thing. Ooh. Oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And if you're in LA, I guess the LA heat too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not all the, the best all the things. So yeah. think about your car before you buy one just for looks. Yeah, that oh. and, and it sucks because I feel like you probably wanted that car to work out well for you so bad. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it looks great, but yeah. So you are obviously a CEO of a CBD beverage company. CBD is a hot topic nowadays. Before we dive into that, give myself and trustee and our audience a little elevator pitch of who Alex Valley is. Sure. Well, here's our beverage uh, for love those it. that are watching from video. Uh, if you're listening to the audio, then uh, it has a big red U on the front of it, and all of our packaging is pretty poppy. Um, where do you want me to start with who Alex Valley is? Because that could be the entire episode. In, <laughs> yeah, let's in not do that. Uh, <laughs> let's not do that. Uh, let's just start with Unity Wellness, right? So what? what who is Alex Valley around Unity Wellness? What are you doing? What are you driving towards? Right, right. So uh, I guess grew in the Midwest, had a business, sold that business, traveled the world, ended up in California. Uh, in you know, it, this is now 2017. Uh, I was going to the nice grocery stores there. I think you know, for you national guys like the turnip truck, uh, but in yep. LA, which is called Arowan, and walked in there, started seeing CBD pop up, but did not see any uh, consumables or anything that looked great. You know, it was like tinctures that were really expensive. You know, two hundred dollars sort of thing. And, you know, if I mid podcast dropped a tincture in my mouth, you guys would be like, what is this guy doing? Uh, you know, it doesn't look sexy. It doesn't, it doesn't look great at all. 
um, it has a weird negative connotation to it. So I, I thought, okay, what could I bring into a boardroom and actually flip that script? Um, you know, make it PC, make it cool and actually a talking point rather than something that's negative. So, uh, I decided to go for the beverage space and through a lot of trial and error. I mean, creating a beverage is, is, you know, we could have a podcast just about that, but the, the process in and of itself is crazy. You're sitting down in this, in this lab with scientists, um, you know, telling them, you know, what things you would change. And for those listening, um, you know, drink any drink that you normally drink, a tea, you know, Starbucks latte, a beer, whatever it might be, and try to ask yourself, how can I make this 10% better? It's a really tough question because taste is so subjective and it's really hard to know how to change that. But, uh, you know, a year of that, we have a really strong beverage, uh, six different flavors that all taste great and all are kind of for a different palate. I love it. So consumables, beverage, um, I'm going to tell you right now, th- this is way down Trusty's alley more than mine. So he probably has a lot better questions for you, but I imagine with the marketing, right. You know, obviously saying, Hey, you have the, the positive effects of CBD, but it's sexy at the same time. Is that kind of how you sold it to people or sold it to potential investors of hey, it's just a sexy way to consume CBD? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we can't make any health claims, right. Uh, CBD right. and health claims are, are not great, but, uh, you know, we formulated this with, you know, CBD and three specific adaptogens, which are ashwagandha, ginkgo biloba, and rhodiola rosea, because there's a lot of crossover and interest in stress and anxiety reduction. So that's effectively what we're trying to do. And then we made it, you know, look sexy, taste great, uh, you know, and and have some fun marketing around it. So people, you know, that are younger like us want to actually gravitate towards it and buy it. So Alex, I've got a question because following up on the marketing side of things, is it the other adaptogens that allow you to have greater success with your marketing and affiliate marketing? I know that I saw something that you you went from zero to 1500 stores using affiliate marketing. And previously we had another guy on the podcast, uh, Chad Frey, who's in Nashville as well, who does, uh, he, he does consumables, but not not drinks. It's uh, edibles and different things like that. But he was mentioning how they they pretty much steer clear of affiliate marketing because of the guidelines of what you can and can't say. Yeah. I mean, you know, if an influencer, we can't tell an influencer or any other you know, third party what to say, um, especially when it comes to CBD and the health claims and the adaptogens. But if they want to say something, you know, they can, and it's not anything we push them to, but I just kind of say, Hey, here's what this beverage is made for. Um, you know, have at it. So we've had a lot of success with them just kind of putting things into their own words. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't really answer your question <laughs> straightforward, but uh, I think you get what I'm saying. They can I do. I do. Of, you know, say whatever they, whatever they think when they consume it. And, you know, I, I feel the effects when I drink it uh, and I know what those effects are to me. So a lot of people have that same, you know, uh, thought around those and, and they like to speak to that. That's perfect. That's great. So off the record, off the record, right? I know you can't advertise the positive health benefits of CBD, but how, how in your opinion, right? We'll, we'll say opinion off the record. This is not official advice, not medical advice, healthcare, whatever, just to kind of get us off the hook here. What What is the benefit of CBD? Um, the four biggest ones that people consume it for are going to be stress, anxiety, pain, uh, and inflammation. It depends on how you, you know, consume that or, use it, I should say. So, you know, like my beverage is not going to be, you know, the, the first two things are not going to be for pain and inflammation. 
because, you know, if you have like knee pain, you'd have to drink a lot of these for it to actually have a really positive effect on your knees. Mm-hmm. Or you could just buy a balm, you know, some sort of you know, over-the-counter balm with CBD in it, pl- apply it directly to your knees and probably have a lot better results. Um, you know, conversely, you can't really do that for stress and anxiety. You can't just buy a balm, put it on your knees. Um, you know, it's, it's better to ingest something. And that's where we really thrive. So you've got a handful of different products. You have some drinks and some protein bars is what it looks like. Is that yes, the extent of it? Yeah. So talk to me about the the process of getting a food item or a consumable item created. I know it's a long process, but what were some of the biggest issues you faced? Man, it's such a long process. People don't realize how long. I mean, we were seriously in research and development R&D for a year and a half on the protein bars and the beverages. And then, you know, for the, for the viewers at home, here's our, here are our protein bars. Um, so you can see there, you know, poppy, just like, just like the other beverages. Those who can't see big red you in the front uh, <laughs> with poppy colors. Um, yeah, man, CBD is a really tough ingredient to work with. So, you know, first finding a flavor house or formulation house that they will actually work with you on CBD. Um, and then, you know, one that will, uh, I guess, it's cost effective. You own the formulations. There's a lot of, you know, upfront work. And then when you're actually formulating it, going back and forth, the process is just expensive and takes a lot of time from everyone involved. Um, but you're sitting down in the lab, you know, and you're basically saying here, let's, let's try this, you know, it tastes good, but could we add, you know, 5% more protein just to get the macros up? How, you know, how would that impact taste? Um, you know, we don't want added sugar, for example, in our protein bars, so what else can we do? Is there another sweetener that we can use that's natural? Should we add more dates to get that, you know, sweetness? That's so technically, you know, there is sugar in there because of our dates. We don't have added sugar. So you just kind of play around with ingredients, uh, small tweaks uh, when you get, you know, towards that last, like that last little bit, which the small tweaks are really important. Uh, but it, it's a, it's a crazy long process, just like everything in the CPG space. It sounds like you are kind of in the CPG space or familiar with it. So you know just how long... Travel. Yeah. Even like the national contracts that we've been working on, you know, we've had some stuff that's, you know, we just signed with RNDC, which they're the second biggest alcohol distributor in the U S so it's a really big win for us. Uh, but we've been working on that for like eight months, you know, and we, we knew eight months ago, Hey, this is probably going to happen. You know, it's just uh, the back and forth of the company with 15,000 employees takes a long time. So we have a lot of stuff like that too, that we're you're working on with big, big stores and other big distributors and everything in this space just takes twice as long as or five times as long as you'd think. Yeah. Don't, don't the consumables you've got a, you're going through a different organization, right? For regulation. So you're, you're working with, is it F- FDA that you yeah. have? FDA, the department of agriculture, funny enough, uh, because of, because hemp, uh, we spent a lot of time with them and then the department of health in each of the States. So the state level department of health department of ag and then federal, uh, FDA. So do you have to go through each different state's Department of Health and Agriculture to be able to sell the product in that state? So CBD is so complex and, and changing all the time. Um, so we, you know, look to the Farm Bill uh, that was passed in 2018 for guidance on why, you know, we, we see, you know, that we are federally legal to buy, sell and consume CBD as long as it's hemp derived and complies with the Farm Bill. Uh, and that's what a lot of our retailers and uh, distributors, so on and so forth, look to our legal team. Um, now it's kind of changing at the state level. It's changing for the positive, but uh, changing nonetheless. California, for example, <clears throat> about a week and a half ago, 
uh, signed, Governor Newsom signed AB 45, which is just kind of defining or giving the health department uh, a way to define parameters in which you can sell CBD legally. It's all really complex. And each different state level organization, it's not like because California you know, did that now, the Department of Health there will set some ground rules. It's not, that doesn't necessarily mean that right next door, you know, or even across the U.S. and Florida is going to be the same thing. Um, they're all kind of going at their own pace, doing things a little bit differently. So we don't necessarily uh, get approval from them, um, but those are the the bodies that are starting the process of regulation. And what, what that looks like, honestly, for CBD is defining, okay, how much CBD should be a serving? How, what's the maximum yeah. CBD that you can have in a, in a consumable? What's the minimum? Um, you know, is not all CBD is created equal. So should we set some parameters for extraction? Should we set some parameters for, uh, you know, the, the size, the, the actual particle size, because depending on that, it, you know, it depends on how your, it changes how your body actually ingests it and you actually get the effects. Uh, so there's a, not, a lot of levels to it, uh, that that's what they're looking to more so. Cause I, right now there's nothing stopping me from putting 10,000 milligrams of CBD in each beverage. And it's, it's not a psychoactive, so it's not going to, you know, necessarily affect you negatively, but you know, with things like that, there's parameters in a lot of different areas. Uh, so CBD needs some of those guardrails. Yeah. So talk to, you mentioned extraction process. Talk to us about how you source the CBD. I assume y'all aren't growing your own CBD and processing it. So are y'all working with a company closely that y'all, you know, kind of get a little say in what product you're getting? Yeah. Uh, so we work with a, a really great company that sources from a few different places and they have all the certification at the state and federal level. Um, really cool company. They're actually kind of a pharma company at heart that happened to just fall into this. So um, I got lucky in finding them and I won't say who it is, uh, but, they're, but they're great. <laughs> the, um, you know, so it's not proprietary to be able to grow hemp um, or even extract it. Like everyone at this point has figured that out. The proprietary thing when it comes to consumables is being able to have a, you know, tasteless, odorless, in my case, water soluble CBD that goes into the beverage, stays suspended. So it doesn't float or stick to the sides or anything. Um, it doesn't have a smell, doesn't have any taste and doesn't have any color to it. So it doesn't change, you know, when I have a light beverage that, you know, has uh, a nice clarity, it doesn't just milk it up and look like, you know, thick. Um, that's really hard to find. A lot of the <laughs> CBD suppliers out there don't have that. So I've tried maybe 150 of the top CBD suppliers and, you know, three or four of them would kind of fit those parameters. This one that I found, uh, you know, definitely works the best and they have a really small particle size. So you can feel the effects a lot more quickly or I can. Um, and that's why I chose them, but they are, they're incredible. They they're from big pharma background, uh, you know, still involved in big pharma and able to kind of use that, uh, proprietary, you know, experience. And also I guess their labs to, to help make this, whereas the rest of the, you know, hemp suppliers, not the rest of them, but the majority of the hemp industry is still kind of like the wild, wild west where it's, you know, someone making some stuff in their garage. And I've seen my fair share of that when I've toured farms, it's, you know, some, some person that's just been in the, you know, cannabis space for the past 20 years, legally or otherwise. And, you know, now they're extracting some things in their, in their basement. Uh, and yeah. you're like, interesting. And I'm going to scale this into a national beverage. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> the industry needs more companies like the one that I work with. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when did Unity Wellness start officially? 
Well, we had our, uh, so we officially got our LLC in 2018. We spent the next year and a half um, doing R&D. And so we actually launched a proof of concept product in 2019. Since you guys are watching here, this might actually be kind of cool for you. So this is our first product. It was actually in a square bottle. So you can okay. see just how different it was. Then in 2020, we relaunched in March, uh, which is probably the worst time to launch for, for a new company. Uh, but I, honestly, because it's really all we know, we were able to persevere. Um, that's this. That's what that looked like. And now this is our product. So you can see how different things have been and kind of the evolution. Um, and we've learned a lot along the way. And there's a ton of reasons for the changes from square to round yep. and the label changes themselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the learnings that we've gotten from, from COVID alone, when everyone's kind of sheltered and, and uh, all the brands are kind of flailing, uh, we were able to, you know, just continue to really scale our store count. And uh, it's really humbling. We were able to raise some money last year, about this time last year, to just add fuel to that fire. Yeah. Well, I was, I was reading a report. Uh, I read this email newsletter called The Morning Brew. And it's just yep. like little snippets of the, of the news. Pretty cool. But they talked about how last year, cigarette sales were up for the first time in two decades. Uh, you read the one today. Yeah, today. And it was alcohol. actually this morning. It's just today. Oh, yeah. And I, I read Morning Brew every day. It's, it's yeah. the best newsletter, that's for sure. So, yeah, I, so I imagine... CBD sales probably did as well, right? Yeah. I imagine it kind of falls in that same category. So, I mean, you say probably the worst time to launch. I mean, probably the best time when people yeah. are buying online more than anything and they just want something to, I guess, cope. There's, there's probably anxiety sure. and stress and whatever the case might be. So I imagine, did, did you see an uptick in sales? Like when you relaunched in March of last year, like, oh shit, this is growing faster than what we intended. Yeah, I mean, my the historic sales in my company have just been like this the whole time. Okay. So it's just been a steady, not even steady, an exponential growth um, that's just continued since inception. Um, so it's hard to say, and that's generally with any startup. Honestly, if we'd launched in, you know, 2016, you know, without a pandemic, we hopefully would have still done the same thing. Right. Um, but yeah, CBD people are really reaching for things to help with stress and anxiety because you know everyone's stressed out. Stress, anxiety are at an all time high paired with, you know, the awareness or the um, openness to talk about mental health, it's been really good for us. You know, I think that's a two where, um, you know, people are more inclined to actually be open about mental health and, and, you know, their stress or their anxiety. And then that transitions, you know, into the sales of, of things that actually help with that. Yeah. Not trying to go back to the packaging, but back to the packaging real fast. You've got <laughs> Some of the protein bars say hemp and some say CBD. So hemp extract versus CBD. For people that don't know, can you explain a little bit about that difference and maybe why you carry both? Sure. Uh, technology uh, issues per usual. Um, so I didn't hear your question. Sorry about that. Okay. You've got <laughs> hemp extract on some of your packaging and CBD on some of your packaging. Can you talk about the difference for some people? that may not be familiar with CBD uh, or hemp? Sure. So we use them synonymously. Um, the reason we do that actually is because going back, circling back to kind of the different state by state rulings, um, you know, the California Department of Public Health basically said, hey, if it has CBD on it, a store can't carry it. So all the stores said, hey, you, we can't carry your product, you know, if it says CBD. And we said, okay, what if it says hemp extract or hemp complex, something else? And he said, yeah, it doesn't say CBD, does it? 
And so a lot of the big brands, you know, we're one of the top three brands, the other, I guess, top five brands all did that quickly said, all right, cool. And that was the same in New York, you know, uh, Manhattan and LA have kind of been the epicenter for CBD and really are two key markets for any startup brand. Um, so we said, all right, you know, let's, let's do it for those two areas. And, um, you know, they'll have to just educate the consumer a little bit more on using this synonymously. And we already have to educate the consumer on what CBD is, how it works, how it's not going to, you know, affect them, you know, at, like a psychoactive would, uh, it's not THC, that sort of thing. So we're like, Hey, what's, what's one more level of complexity. <laughs> we'll be able to do this. Right. So, so that, that's a state by state thing it is C, So I'm, I'm one of those people that trust you said that don't, that don't know the difference. Is CBD and hemp the same thing? It's just a state by state of being able to sell it in that specific state. Well, that's, it's just a naming convention that we use on our bottle. So we okay. use hemp extract as a synonym of CBD. It's not necessarily the same thing. Um, okay. You know, there's a lot of people that have come out with hemp oil products or something to that effect um, that doesn't always have CBD in it. But that's the reason we have certificate of analysis on our beverages right on the back there cool. so that you could actually scan that, you know, in real time and pull up, you know, how much in each beverage. And then you'll see, okay, 30 milligrams of hemp on our beverages actually yields and it's actually more like 35 milligrams of CBD. It's a little bit over that because we try to shoot over, um, make sure that we have more and actually, you know, have what we say in there. So uh, yeah, we use it synonymously. So following up on that, so growing from 2018, going to R&D, launching kind of like the proof of concept product and relaunching March of 2020, Obviously, we've talked about the product a lot of CBD, and we know that even me, that's a hot topic. I know it's a hot topic right now. A lot of people are buying it and consuming it. But what business skills have you had to extract out of yourself and or grow upon to actually make this a reality? In terms of just a beverage or with specific to CBD? Growth. Gr- growth in general. What, what have you had right. to extract yourself to actually grow this in the exponential manner that you talked about before? A lot, man. I think you can do anything you want if you're just, you know, resilient enough and willing to outwork other people. And that's what I've been, uh, you know, like times get tough very often, but uh, if you can kind of persevere through those or figure out a way to uh, usually a scrappy way to just continue, um, <laughs> that's, that's what we've done. I mean, there's been a lot of times where we're down and out and we've, you've come through like our first product that we actually were going to launch was a two ounce shot. And we made a big production run. We were hoping to launch in 2019. And uh, this is kind of in between when we had pr- done the small proof of concept. And then when we were actually going to relaunch our beverages, our 14 ounce beverages, we had a two ounce shot that, that came in that was, you know, we were planning on selling and having as one of our flagship products. All of the caps came back rusty, <laughs> every single one of them. And at, this, at the time it was self-funded by just myself. And you're talking like $50,000 of inventory. Well, what do you do? I mean, is it the cat manufacturer's fault or is it the, uh, the co-packer's fault or, you know, is it the storage people's fault or is it our fault? It, you know, whose fault might it be? Um, and everyone points fingers at each other until, you know, eventually you're just stuck holding the bag. And, you know, as a self-funded startup that, you know, you know, we're also doubling down on our 14 ounce beverages, spending, you know, six figures there. And then, you know, having this $50,000 bill of, of things that we were hoping to sell to get us some cash. Uh, puts you in a tough spot. Most people would have just quit then. Um, and that would have been a very rational decision to make. Like, Hey, this industry sucks. It's tough. Um, you know, these guys really screwed us over. Uh, you just gotta kind of keep going on. 
Um, and then, yeah, willing to just kind of outwork the competitors. A lot of people uh, kind of get complacent um, and the big CPG companies, there's a lot of complacency in those, you know, hundred billion plus dollar companies. So that's why we can exist and why hopefully they will just acquire us once we've done a good job instead of trying to compete with us when they see, you know, a year from now, oh, CBD is definitively legal, which is what we think will happen about a year from now, um, you know, under these parameters. We think that they'll just look to acquisitions rather than actually trying to, uh, you know, uh, compete with us. We hope that's the case. Right. So as we begin to wrap up here, um, I know there's a lot of new products outside, not products, but uh, things that come from the hemp plant. So you got your CBD, CBG, and, and you can start to get into some of the new stuff like Delta 8 and Delta 0 and 10. Or what's next for Unity? Are y'all, if you can talk about it, are y'all going to move into some of those other products and expand your yeah. line to drinks with that? Good question. Yeah. So the, some of the other cannabinoids, uh, we are not planning on it. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm pretty bullish on CBD. I understand that there's a ton of different cannabinoids that, um, you know, there's research that needs to be done still on, I mean, hundred plus cannabinoids, I guess, depending on where you look. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot and there's a lot we could play with. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the future, but right now we have no plans of doing that. If anything, we'll go deeper on, uh, some of the adaptogens and, and some, you know, ingredients that have effects there. Yeah. I like that. Keeping that singular focus, it should, should make it easy, a little bit easier to scale at least. Yeah. I think it makes it less confusing too. I feel like if you had a product for every cannabinoid, you might deter people away because they don't know yeah. what they're looking at. There's a lot of confusion. Yeah. So most yeah. people know THC and CBD and that's kind of where it stops. Um, so yeah, that's, we're hitting CBD THC is just, uh, you know, another beast that I'm not ready to tackle yet either, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what the next year or two brings. I'm guessing we'll stay CBD focused. Love it. I love it. So Alex, as, as we're wrapping up final question, this podcast, you are the second interview you've done on it under the new name Bulletproof business. In your opinion, how are you making sure that your business is bulletproof? It's a good question. I mean, uh, you're asking a startup founder uh, that deals with in uncertainty each yeah. and every day. So <laughs> it's tough. Uh, if I was Alliance Bernstein or Amazon, it'd probably be a very different question. Um, but yeah, kind of ties back to doing every single thing that I can. It's within my power to make sure that we keep, you know, upward momentum happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, working hard, outworking competitors, make sure we have a really strong product that tastes great, looks great, works well, um, you know, competitively priced. So doing all of those things and trying to be very methodical is is how we are personally trying to be as resilient as possible. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I I think it's just understanding that a lot of the time of that journey, it's going to suck. There's going to be things that don't work out. You just have to keep going because there's a lot of businesses like in our industry, there's a lot of businesses that do the exact same thing we do, but they quit because things got hard. We kept sure. going. And that's, and I, it's, it's almost like success is this abstract thing that is waiting for you to quit. But when you don't quit, it's like, it rewards you. It's kind of, it's like a weird thing I think sure. about, but I think it's true. I think the longer you're in business and the more failure you go through, the more success you see, you just have to keep going. But Alex, this has been great, man. I think very informational for the people out there like myself who don't quite understand everything about CBD. If someone wants to reach out to you or find Unity Wellness, where can they go? 
Uh, well, since it's not Nashville focus anymore, I would say turnip truck or like tower deli or <laughs> any of the coffee shops. Hey, you can here, say that. I, it can yeah, say yeah. That. So if you're boots on the ground in Nashville, do that. Um, you know, our website of course is always a good place. We ship six packs and 12 packs there. So you can try a little sampler, one of each sort of thing. Um, you know, finding me LinkedIn is always great. Uh, just Alex Valley. So find me, shoot me a message there. I guess that's how we connected. Uh, I think originally, so yep. LinkedIn's a great tool for that. Uh, and then, you know, there's, there's help, help at unitywellness.co. There's some other emails on our website that, uh, you know, if they need to can, can absolutely get to me. Love it. Love it. Yeah, guys, reach out to Alex if you enjoyed the episode and, and go to unitywellness.co. I think this is something that um, is growing in popularity and it's just going to keep growing and having a beverage makes it a lot easier for people to attractively consume CBD. But uh, <laughs> Alex, I appreciate you coming on the, the podcast, man. Awesome. Thank you, Brady. Thank you, John. Appreciate you both. Absolutely. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bulletproof Business. We post new episodes every week, and we'd greatly appreciate it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you next time. 